Good morning, everyone. I'm Melissa, and you're tuning in to the Edible Activist Podcast. I am the creator of Food Talks DC, a platform that intentionally creates space for people of color to share food narratives that stem from the land. I travel all over the all over the DC area and beyond to document personal food journeys, anecdotes, and personal perspectives from everyday people, residents, growers, and activists on topics related to health, tradition, environment, sustainability, food justice, and culture. That's a lot. This podcast will highlight black and brown edible activists in the food and farming space. And not that type of edible you guys are probably thinking about. It's food, food people, all about food activism. I choose to define an edible activist as anyone who is feeding their community, environment, and family through healthy food. Every week, I will bring in a special guest to hear their personal food journey firsthand and learn how they are channeling edible activism in the D.C. area. We don't promote people, we tell stories and empower communities. So today on the show, I am really excited to have Trina Cobbler, who is the founder and creator of People's Medicine based out of Beltsville, Maryland. And I want to welcome her to the show. Welcome, Trina. Thank you, Mel. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. And I wish you all could see Trina in this dazzling um uh, outfit. She is queening over here. <laughs> she has the beads, this beautiful um, cream dress. I love it and so I want sweet. it. So you got to tell me where you got it from. <laughs> so anyway, it's let me tell you why this is really uh, a special treat in an experience for me to sit down and chat with, with, with Trina. We actually went to high school together. Yes, we did. And I saw Trita a couple weeks ago doing her growing thing. And I sadly, has it, had it been since high school? I'm, I'm hoping not. But uh, we graduated in, I graduated in 2000. That's actually pretty sad if that's been the case. But we went to high school together. Yeah, we did. Um, I think we had seen each other in passing. Okay, uh, probably. Then. And I think we tried to orchestrate a meeting at one point yes. and it just didn't work out, you know, because we both have a lot going on. But this is just amazing because we have we're both in the same space yes yes you Divine know timing is beautiful absolutely um, we i we were following each other on social media and i was like i went to high school with her like she's doing her thing yes so anyway we're gonna learn about trina guys she is a grower she's a farmer she's a doula she's a queen she's a yoga enthusiast I can go on. Oh. She's a she's a tea maker. Indeed. She blessed us with some uh, really delectable tea yes. a few weeks ago. Yes, Just minty. Very, it was minty. It was minty. So I'm excited for us to chat and for everyone to get to know Trina. And so, like I said, we 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 tell stories. So I'm going to allow Trina to to tell hers. Um, so yeah, indeed. Thank mm-hmm. you for the space. Absolutely. Um, so my food story started a long time ago um, 
at a point in my life where I really wasn't paying attention. Um, I was a young girl watching my parents grow flowers and um, mint and other herbs in the backyard. And my uncle would come over with his vegetables and his herbs that he was growing. He was a landscaper in the area. So I was always surrounded around fresh foods. And, um, you know, I was just living. I was a child running around barefoot, having fun in the backyard. <laughs> You know, getting on my sister's nerves. Oh, <laughs> I get on my sister's nerves. Okay. And she gets on mine, too. How about that? <laughs> I understand family dynamics. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so life was good back then. Um, and I was growing up and um, went through school, you know, just as a normal kid. Did everything normal children did in public school. Ate cafeteria food. Ate vending machine days. food. Do you remember the chicken sandwiches? I do. And you, we used to sit there. Well, I didn't, but I used to watch my 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 classmates mix the ketchup. Yes, and, and the, mayonnaise. the mayonnaise. And I thought it was the most disgusting thing ever. But I was eating the chicken sandwiches. Ugh. Telling you, telling you. So <laughs> we did it. I did it. Um, and then you know I went to college, lived the college life, turned up as soon as class got out. You know. <laughs> It was a great time, um, but you know, you, you get older, you get wiser, and then you start to s- slow down and listen. Um, and there was a point in my life where I had to do just that. Um, you know, on a monthly basis, I was struggling. Uh, you know, strong periods, pain, a lot of bleeding, you know, um, and a lot of sadness. And there would be days where I would skip class because I was in so much pain, I couldn't get out the bed. And my friends would be like, where have you been? You know, and I'm naturally a hermit, I'm a Scorpio. Uh, we like to lay low, kind of chill, but it got really, really low. Um, and so I kind of checked in with myself and said, what's going on here? And so that's when I really connected with food. Um, that moment was a wake up call for me where I had to look at myself and say, really, what's going on here? Like, what can we change? What should we pay attention to? Um, And so, you know, I took a look at their relationships, things that I was doing, how I was nourishing myself, or how I wasn't nourishing myself. Um, And the change started to occur. Um, Changed my diet, started paying attention to the things that I was um, consuming, whether it be relationships, food, music, Um, environment you know like what was that like for me you know was it helping me or was it hurting me and how could that be different Um, because obviously I wasn't happy and I wasn't healthy you know based on my physical state I was struggling every month you know Um, and so I was actually working uh, for a company that was allowing me to travel all around the states and I met a lady from Atlanta who was on a vegan food journey and at that point in my life I was a vegetarian So I was eating mostly vegetables, I'll be honest, it was a lot of steamed frozen vegetables, um, potatoes, a lot, Um, you know, and so when I found someone else who was on a similar path as me, I kind of latched on to her, and she started telling me about, you know, eliminating other triggers in my diet, like dairy or eggs, and so I was like, wow, okay, that's interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm ready yet, but I'm open to it, you know? And that was the first step. Right. Open. Right. One of the first steps. Absolutely. And so we, you know, developed a really strong friendship. um, And she coached me through a lot of the things that I was dealing with, um, mainly food. But uh, we're still friends to this day. Uh, She now lives in New York. But 
She taught me a lot about the vegan food journey. And um, that day, you know, at the end of our initial conversation, I actually gave up dairy. And I started reading more books about people who were on a similar path, learning about the benefits of just focusing on a plant-based diet and how it could help heal you. And um, of course, it led to major strides in my diet and my physical well-being. Um, I no longer had the heavy periods. Wow. Um, I didn't deal with the reproductive issues physically and emotionally. Wow. I was feeling better. Around the same time, I picked up yoga. Um, so you felt like this weight had been lifted absolutely. and the energy just like... Absolutely. I felt lighter. Right. Physically lighter, you know, energetically lighter. Um, and I think people noticed it too. Um, some embraced it. Others were like, "What is going on with of you?" Course. <laughs> like, what foreign country are you from? Exactly. <laughs> what are you eating? Exactly. You're what? And at the time, um, I had just come out of um, undergrad, and I was in hotel and restaurant management. So a lot of our training was heavy in back of the house. So I was learning about food preparation. I was preparing meals from all over the country for delegates in Maryland and other prestigious people in the area. And so we were entrenched in, you know, food culture. So at that time I noticed I was eating everything, you know, um, and it really didn't serve me um, wow. to just consume everything. Absolutely. So, you know, when I really changed my diet and started to refine things, people were like, no way, not you. Like, not you. That's not who they knew. Right, exactly. But here's um, the new trainer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same Trina, but just you improved. Know, improved. Improved. With yeah. some changes. Absolutely. Now, you've shared your story with me before. Yes. And you spoke about how your mom attributed a lot to your food path. Absolutely. Um, and growing up in a blended family, parents are from Trinidad. I know your dad is from Trinidad. Mom mm-hmm. is from Trinidad as well. My mother's from Jamaica. Okay, mother's from Jamaica, which I've had the pleasure of meeting your dad. Yes. Who is a wonderful soul. Yes. Um, he would have been perfect to have on the show. I know. <laughs> we have to bring him well. back. We do. We do. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure, sure. Um Big shout out to my mom, uh, God rest her soul. She passed away last year. Um, but she was instrumental in everything that I do, um, really, honestly and truly. My mom, being from Jamaica, um, an amazing chef and cook, she did that professionally um, and did that for the family. Held down four girls um, so and do a you husband. Have the curry recipe on lock. I do. Oh my God. I do. Oh my goodness. Okay. I do. We're salivating over here. Inherited guys. it from both sides. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah. So my mom, um, you know, she was really diligent in providing us cooked meals, um, whether it be, you know, scraping things together and making something happen or, you know, five course meals. You know, like she did it from, from each side of the spectrum. Um, and she did it with love and intention. I mean, literally, I remember growing up as a child and having my siblings come over and being like, did mom cook? You know, like, where's she at? Yeah, where's the food? Yeah, you know, <laughs> nose like in that. the air, like, 
oh smelling, you know, sniffing the house out for it because you know what's so you are you are really painting this scene for me. And I'm like in this house. I am like one of those kids. Like, where's the food? Yep. Where's I grew up in a melting pot. Yes. So I had, you know, I had Indian friends. I had Jamaican friends. You know, I had friends from El Salvador. So, and we grew up in an apartment building. So the whole every floor was lit up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every floor, and we had a friend who was Jamaican, and the curry. Oh my gosh! Yes. Like that's what we came down. We want to be fed. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for painting that. That is amazing. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. And you, I think I. Also remember, sorry to cut you off, but um, you when when you cook, you say you you try to you bring your mom into like you set the space and you set the tone and the environment and yes. you invite her into your space. Yes, and every I just time thought that was powerful. Every time my parents fed us with love. I grew up in a blended family, so naturally, you know, there's always going to be a difference of opinion. But honestly, both of them fed us with love. Their recipes were different. My mom was more of a silent type, you know, she would pay attention to your concerns, your struggles, and find a way to nourish you. My father, he was direct, came at you full force with the solution right out the gate. Um, But together, it was a nice, blended, you know, recipe for success. Um, All of us very different, but all strong women. Uh, We've all inherited the cooking gene. that's a great gene to have. You know, yes, yes, yep. So we're getting curry next time too, huh? Wink, yes. Wink. <laughs> Who wants curry? All right, Trina's going to make everybody in the hotel. No, not everybody in the hotel, but <laughs> that's awesome. Yes. Now, do you ever go back to Trinidad? Um, the last time I was there was, last time I was in Trinidad was um, about four years ago. Okay. Um, but I've been back several times prior to that, mm-hmm. um, and... Jamaica a little bit longer, but I've been back a few times as a child as well. Wow. So once things slow down, you know, I'm going out there for a few months to chill, reconnect with family, take in the fresh air, get some sun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 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 Great. Great, great, great. Okay, we're going to take a quick break because we're going to dive into the people's medicine. All right. Okay, I have Trina Cobbler here, and um, we've been rapping, and we're going to get, we're going to dig into to her work as a doula, work as a grower, a farmer. Um, we'll be right back. You're listening to Perfect Day, produced by Artists Authentic. For more of Authentic's work, visit allornothingstudios.com.
This is Melissa Jones, and we are here with the Edible Activist Podcast, chatting with Trina Cobbler of People's yes. Medicine, based out of Beltsville, Maryland, Doula, my Trinidad girl, my grower, my mm-hmm. farmer, mm-hmm. my queen. She is the queen in over here. Oh. I absolutely love it. Um, she took us back to growing up and, and what food was like in the household and, you know, honoring her mom and um, just uh, the... The smells of curry and just all this, all this everything. wonderful everything. Saltfish, oh, saltfish! Hallelujah! Oh okay, I really Visions. haven't eaten so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see you over there with your juice. Yes, I, yes, you know what? That's that's my that's my boost. That's Me my too. boost, absolutely. And she has this. Is this watermelon juice? It is. It is. A, she has this large jug. What is it about? A it's what is a liter and a half. It's a liter and a half. Okay, a watermelon juice. Yes, ma'am. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yep, live foods. <laughs> live foods for for sure, yeah. for sure. People's medicine. Tell us, okay. tell us about people's medicine. It actually says everything it needs to say. And Good. I, but let let, let the world know people's right. medicine. So people's medicine is my baby. Um, it started at a time when I needed healing. Um, I started making teas for myself and giving them to people, and they were like, this is good, and I feel better. What's in it? I'm like, all right, I'll tell you about the herbs. And then I started making more teas and giving out more teas and making more teas and giving out more teas and then educating people on the plants that I use and where they came from and how I came to know them. And so it slowly became the people's medicine. it is a collaboration of nutrition and gardening and reproductive health through birth work. Um, it is for everyone, um, mainly women and children, because we are pretty much the anchors of the family. Um, but it is really for everyone. It's the people's medicine. It's for the whole family. Wow. Now, you, you made a profound statement, which I thought was, it was simple, but... It, I was like, she's not playing no games. You said, if I don't eat it, I don't grow it. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Straight like that. Straight like that. <laughs> you know? And, and is, it, is it because of... Because uh, I know there can be an abundance of, of what anyone can grow. And, and oftentimes some stuff can go bad or you know there's waste and yeah you can you know use it for compost and and whatever but um is there a specific reason for you just if you can't use it then you don't like is it part of your strategy for people's medicine absolutely um there's a lot of food waste all over the city Mm -hmm. yep um just look at the dumpsters on the corner it's just rancid food waste you know half-eaten produce thrown away Things that have an expired label but appear to be fresh, thrown away. Um, I've noticed recently that people grow foods just for the sake of growing it. Mm. Um, If you go to the grocery store, there's a lot of agronomical crops in there. Food that's grown for money rather than food that's grown for health. And I'm not a person of waste. Um, You know, growing up in my household with... Several other siblings, you know, like you couldn't waste anything. No, can't afford to waste. Yeah, this. you know. And if my mom was cooking something that I didn't want to eat, honey, I didn't eat. You know, so I, I learned that really early. You know, so you have to be selective about what you have around you, Absolutely. what you choose to purchase, what you use your money on. You know, and 
no matter if you've got a million dollars in the bank or five dollars, that is still important. So you've got to know how to use that properly. So I've just made a conscious effort with people's medicine and in my own life to grow the food that I want to eat, grow the food that my friends and neighbors want to eat, um, purchase food from growers that I know are growing um, in a safe environment, ethically, um, with you know, decent seeds, um, because that's important too. Um, you don't want to eat anything that's foreign, you know, or... Can you talk a little bit yeah. more about that, especially the seeds? Because you, I think I was, when we were at um, at your place where you were growing, and, oh, she gave us this dill and mint, and it was just... So Crisp fragrance. Was, they were treats. Yeah, like, we just like I had to you walk did go away. home with a goodie bag. <laughs> but me and Lita both went. Home yes, with goodie bags. you had some okra. You had some dill. Oh my gosh! The, and her patio where she has like her planters. It, it just beautiful, 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 beautiful. But I remember sharing with you just just very briefly about some of the health challenges that uh, my mother um, faced some, some months ago. Um, and you spoke about like the seed and like the strain and how sometimes like our bodies may not even be used to that, right. which I didn't even, wouldn't even think about. Think about. No, yeah. I mean, like growing up and, and okay, so when I was younger, I probably traveled um, out of the country a lot more than I did when I was older. So I was in Trinidad and I was in Jamaica and I was driving through the country, you know, which is jungle. Um, seeing plants grow wild. Um, and the plants I saw grow out there are not what you see in the grocery store today, you know? Um, some things that they grow now, I have no idea what they are. I've never seen them before, and they're new to the planet. Um, so when you're thinking about feeding your body and feeding your spirit, it only makes sense to consume foods that are as old ancestrally as you are in your DNA, you know? Um, and understanding that what you give your body is fuel. You know, really, it is fuel that gives yourself information. This food heals us. But if you're eating stuff that isn't compatible to that ancestry and to that genealogy that you carry, it's going to hurt you. That is so deep. So how can I start eating the right seeds that are <laughs> I mean, you, you, you got to do some searching. I got to do some searching. You got to do some searching. Which is a whole, yeah, that's, that's something else that I, let me, uh, shout out to, to Michael Twitty of The Cooking Genie, who has inspired me to just want to research my entire lineage. Nice. You know. Nice. Um, I... I don't know that I'm prepared for all the, the findings and the deep-rooted stuff, but I, I do realize how important that that is to this whole path of food, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so I just thought that was just so profound when you said that because not I don't know that, and the person next to me does not know that, and yeah. it's just, like, wild. I mean, there's people out here writing some really good books on the topic, too. Um, there's a brother named Dr. Ali Muhammad. He's okay. got a book called Indigenous um, Nutrition. Oh, wow. Uh, where he out. goes okay. into the science behind that. Um, and, you know, many of us black and brown um, folks are indigenous to this landmass, mm -hmm. you know. And a lot of the foods that they disguise as superfoods or tell us, you know, are tropical-only plants, you know, grew in our backyard. You know, and they were medicine to our people. They've just been cut down for the sake of putting up a condo or, you know, 
disguised um, somehow or another. And we've been disconnected from it. So, you know, the information is definitely out there, but you got to be willing to figure it out. You know, and that's the hard part, you know, stepping up to that point in your life where you're like, okay, things are not where I want them to be. How can I adjust? You know, and that was hard for me too, building up that confidence to be strong enough to say, all right, things are not where I want them to be. Wow. How can I adjust? Wow. What can I do to adjust? Yeah. But you also too need to be in a space to come to that yeah you know absolutely because as my mother would tell me you can what what is it you can lead a horse to the water but you can't make it drink whatever and what hit me when I when my journey started was I felt duped I was like what the hell yeah the whole food system yeah just so duped I felt completely duped But I came to that, I was in that space, and I said, no, I'm ready to learn. I want to make some adjustments. But I was just ready, and some people just, some are just stubborn and don't, and they just want to continue just doing what they do. Absolutely. But that's (laughs) what it takes. You know, it takes for you to either fall on your face, Mm -hmm. get hit by a car, exactly, (laughs) be diagnosed with something crazy for you to be like, okay, I got to slow down and get it together. Really? Mm-hmm. And that is the hard work. That's where the work begins, mm. recognizing that. Yeah, we just and don't stop on like, oh, I just want to start drinking these smoothies. And da, da, da. Doesn't, a lot of the, those aren't a lot of the stories. <laughs> well, some people, for some people, that is their story. For some. Because but for it's some, cool now, you know, to drink awful. the smoothies. It's cool to be in the food movement, you know, and if that's where you fit, all right. But I encourage people to go just a little bit deeper. Mm. Because once you get beneath that cover of just being cool, you realize that there's a lot bubbling, you know? Um, And then until you address it, you're going to keep dealing with the same issues over Mm. and over again. I did. And it's spiritual. It's physical. Absolutely. It's mental. It's all of that. Absolutely. And it all happens at the same time, believe it or not. At the same time. Because we're layered. You can't just focus on one aspect of your life and think everything else is going to be fine. Because sooner or later, that everything else is going to trail behind that one aspect. And you're going to be like, wait a minute. Thought I had this under control. It's off. Things are starting to seesaw. How do I get back? So you got to really take a look at everything. Take a little bit at a time, but look at everything and figure out how it fits together. Trina is preaching over here, guys. No, I'm just sharing touché, my touché. story. No, seriously. it's it's It all makes sense, you know. So what... What's growing? What's growing in your yard now? I know we were just there a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. but you know, let let our listeners know what is Trina growing right now. All right, so growing herbs, of course. I have a lot of hibiscus. Um, they're flowering now, so we should have a lot of roselle flowerets um, for some Jamaican sorrow. Um, I've got a lot of mint. Still have a little bit of dill percolating. It's um, going to seed soon. <laughs> So I'm looking forward to that. I like to seed save. Okay. I think that's very important yes. um, to maintaining the integrity of your plants. Um, I've got some squash growing, some pumpkin. What else do I got growing? Ooh, pumpkin. Yeah. Some tomatoes. Pump- what do you use your pumpkin for? Do you like? I eat it. Just like <laughs> eat it. Like pumpkin soup. Pump like what? Yeah. Um, I will blend it up and make a raw soup. Add some spices to it. I'll cook it. Um, add a curry blend. Yep. 
yep, yep. Okay, and you're gonna start your recipe book when? <laughs> Very soon. We have the teas on lock, right? Yes, yes. Speaking of which, aren't didn't you just get your teas into? Are you in the process of getting your teas? Talk about your teas. Yes, ma'am. Talk about your teas. Yes, ma'am. My teas will be in a local um, store called Soup Up. Um, in October. Thank you so much. I can't wait. So everyone needs to come out and get a cup. In October, <laughs> Soup Up. Yes. What's the name of the? It's just going to be. What's your branding on? So we know. So, so they, people's medicine tea. People in the people's drink section. medicine tea. Yep. Look out for it. Yes. So what type of teas can we expect? Is it just based off what you're growing at that time, yep. or what? It's going to be a combination of both. Okay. Um, mainly what I'm growing uh, will be highlighted. Um, so we'll have the Jamaican sorrel. We'll have some spiced chai tea. Um, we'll also have a green tea and lavender. Uh, the lavender is actually homegrown by another farmer that I work with. Um, and then we'll have maybe some tamarind juice, some other things that are really tasty, fresh, and nutritious. Uh, yeah, gotta have nutritious. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow, that's exciting. Well, I'm happy for you. Thank you. I'm excited, too. I'm really excited about that. Yay. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Conversations are going strong. Yes. I'm loving this all. Right here with Trina Cobbler. everyone welcome back to edible activist radio i'm melissa jones and i'm chatting here with trina cobbler of people's medicine based out of beltsville maryland and this has been great i'm just just i'm always humbled to just come into others presence in this food space it's just really humbling you know um i learn a lot i gain a lot of knowledge and i'm always being fed you know, not always like physically do the mouth, but I'm always being fed, you know, spiritually and mentally. So forever learning. So I'm just grateful for the work that you are doing, which you're continuing, continuing to do. And um, I just all great things are going to continue to happen. Oh, thank I'm you excited. so much. It's such a blessing to be here, really, um, to reconnect with you in this way. Absolutely. Um, this platform that you've established is amazing and so needed. Um, yes. There isn't a lot of space for creatives that express in this way. Um, and it's amazing that you've now opened up that pathway for us. So thank you so much. I'm trying. I don't know what I'm doing half no, the time. I tell people. It looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. I just gorgeous. make this stuff up, people. I'm joking. I can't tell. I love it. Not really. There's a little bit of strategy to it. Of but I'm, I'm learning. This is all new to me. But this is really great. I'm grateful for the opportunity. So I want to talk a little bit more about food. Just a little bit. And then we're going to um, kind of conclude soon with the uh, rapid fire so we can um, learn a little bit more about Trina's uh, likes and you know her foods and things like that. But you talked about um, part of the reason. Obviously, we know that you're a great cook, um, and you like to control your flavor profile. I do. 
and she 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 meant what she said. She's like, I like to control my flavor profile. Like, speak speak on that. Like, what? And that, I think that's that's because when I create, I don't really think about that. I just know that I want a good fresh meal. Mm-hmm. But I guess I do want to control my flavor profile too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just not well, yeah. I mean, I like to cook intentionally. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, sometimes I come home and I don't have a menu planned out. You know, I look in the fridge like everybody else, and it's like, all right. What are we going to make happen here? But when I prepare my meals, I like to take my time and add time. You know, like I said, my parents fed us with love. I like to feed myself the same way. I like to feed my friends and family the same way. So all of my meals are prepared with time, integrity. Um, if if I got to chop up lettuce for a few minutes, I'm going to chop up lettuce for a few minutes. And you're going to take your time yeah, doing it. Yeah, because it's important. You know what I mean? And that energy exchange is what you eat. You know what? Someone told me that uh, uh, a friend of mine, when it's a time of the month on her cycle, she says she really tries not to do too much preparation mm-hmm. just because of that. And, and I guess especially if she's feeling a certain right. way because she doesn't want it. And she can cook her right. butt off, right. okay? But um, she doesn't want to bring that energy. And I that was something that I didn't think about, you know, when I was in this um, this whole food space and this whole food journey. Because I come to the point, I don't want to cook and be rushed. Right. I'd rather just drink water. Right. Okay. Well, sure. Or eat an apple mm-hmm. if I'm feeling a certain way. Because yeah. it's not going to taste good. Right. And I'm just, my mind is all over the place and I'm not going to enjoy it. Yeah. When I was growing up, my mom used to sing every time she cooked. Every single time, no matter how bad her day was, how stressful it was, she came home and sang. And that's why her food tasted so good, because that energy was going into the food. It was flavoring it. It was giving it that oomph that it needed. Um, And you're right. If you're upset and your energy is not right or you're sick and not feeling right, Find some find something else to do. Right. Find another way. <laughs> Go watch to TV get that or together. <laughs> yeah. No, but that's a good piece of advice though. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. What legacy do you want to build? Um, I'd like my legacy to inspire unlimited creativity. I just feel like people are a little sheltered, you know? We're afraid to kind of show our true selves and to stand upright in what we have to offer. And so to do that, you've got to think outside the box. You can't show up like somebody else. You've got to be you. I had someone tell me the other day, when you get dressed, get dressed for yourself. You better say it. And I took that and I applied it to every aspect of my life. Not just clothes, but just getting dressed for myself, meaning that, Whatever I do, I've got to be proud of that. And be um, unapologetic about it, too. Right, right, right. Wow. Right. Wow. So I have to tell you, so this past week, I was, the other part of my life, I'm a corporate event planner, which I'm trying to leave out of. I've been doing that for the last 10 years. And so I had a client event, and I have to tell you, I just feel so great to be in this space and I just couldn't wait to escape you know because you have to polish yourself up Mm -hmm. you know and 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 so I get it you know just coming from a corporate space and working in a corporate world I get it but that limited creativity I felt like each morning I couldn't step out and be truly who I am yeah 
and that hurts sometimes it makes you feel dull it makes me feel so dull i'm like i can't even like who you're talking to right now really isn't even me right right for sure and can you imagine living like that years after years after years and then you start to take on that role and you don't recognize yourself anymore wow it's scary bs yeah and dress dress for yourself yes just that's great that's dynamic. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So where can we find you? You can find me on IG at People's Medicine. All right. You can find me on the web. My website is TrinaCobbler.com. Yes. All and right. in Soup Up. In Soup Up in October. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, and you know what? So do you, I know, we're going to end this soon, guys, but um, I mentioned before you're a doula yes. as well. Mm-hmm. And you have, you show some of your work on your Instagram I do. platform. I do. Your, how has that experience been? It's amazing. It's an amazing, sacred experience. Wow. Um, working with women and seeing them transform through the birth process is a privilege. I'm honored to be put in a place where I can, um, you know, stand alongside these strong women because birth is an amazing process it's not just something that happens you know like you have to unfold you have to surrender um and you have to honestly stand within your own self and really commit to it you know um and it's such an empowering thing that i am i've been blessed to do um and to witness um so i work with women in postpartum and then I also wow. assist in the actual birth process and, um, and in the conception process, too, because I have a lot of clients that are looking to get healthy um, so that they can conceive a strong child, which is so important. So very important. So in every step, um, I'm there coaching and sharing and um, supporting and empowering women, and they are giving me the same in return, mm. um, which is a part of the blessing because I grow every single time I'm with a woman that is experiencing birth. They're sharing that birth experience with me. So I love it. Wow. Um, I keep a lot of it to myself. Yeah. Um, and we have that, that bond and connection, but there are a lot of moments that I, you know, Mm -hmm. give the world as well so that they can see that it's possible for them as well. Well, thank you for sharing your platform and your words, your wisdom, all of that good stuff. And because of you, my platform, my platform is birthing and growing, you know, it wouldn't grow without our voices and our stories, you know, and, and edible activism, as I say before, is for it's a movement for everyone because everybody could be channeling this activism in the food space in some capacity you know but this platform is specifically created for our stories and our voices and preserving all that we do capturing all that we do and documenting all that we do because it's really important yes taking us back to the land in so many different ways (laughs) all right guys so thank you again trina we're gonna wrap up i know we're a little bit over time but when the conversations are these good, it's just I know, hard. Can't it's just step so away. hard. I want to sit here all day and chat. So, all right. So, I've got a couple questions. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. So, what's your favorite leafy green? Dandelion greens. Oh, she got it. She quick. Okay. Dandelion. All <laughs> right. An edible activist you look up to? Uh, my mama. Oh, shout out to moms. Sweet, spicy, sour, or salty? Bitter. All right, I gotta add that. Got him. I gotta add that to the list. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Bitter. Okay. Favorite favorite fruit. 
Jackfruit. Jackfruit. I think, did Lauren say that when we were talking to Lauren last week? So good. She said mango. She said mango, jackfruit. Okay. Um, One way that someone can channel their inner edible activism in the black and brown food space. Grow your own food. Grow your own food. Yep. Grow your own food and tell your neighbor that you're growing food. Absolutely. I love it. All right, guys. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. I am here live on Full Service Radio every Wednesday at 11 a.m. And you can access each episode after it airs at fullserviceradio.org. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, Trina. Thank you, Mel. Thanks for listening to this program on Full Service Radio, broadcasting and recording from the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Full Service Radio programming can be accessed live and archived on fullserviceradio.org. Our talk programming is available on most podcast apps like iTunes and Stitcher, and our DJ sets are available on mixcloud.com slash fullserviceradio. Full Service Radio features over 30 weekly shows and over 50 local hosts covering every topic imaginable. If you want to be a guest or get involved, email us at info at fullserviceradio.org. Follow us on Twitter at FullServiceRDO, on Instagram and Facebook at Full Service Radio. Thanks for listening.